Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon and welcome to a very special Royal Blue podcast. We were here yesterday at the Bramley Moor pub on Regent Road in Liverpool's North Docks. And we're back here again. This time, Yesterday it was all about the preview and what we hoped we would hear. Well now we're here with some very exciting news having recently been released. And it is what we hoped, the Bramley Moor Dock is the site Everton has selected and bought for their new stadium. Lads, <laughs> round of applause. Tony Scott's here, Phil Kirkbride, our Everton correspondent, Big Gam Buckland. What, the news has come to fruition, everyone's thrilled, the Blues are going off the scale on Twitter, and really something now to get excited about Gav, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's sad uh, yesterday, it doesn't happen very often that you announce a uh, move to a new ground, it's probably second or about third time possibly, yeah. uh, it's happened in 100 and, what is it, 130 odd years of uh, Everton history, so... Uh, First time, 125 years. It's 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 a landmark day, isn't it? Whichever way you look at it. However, the future pans out. It's it's one of those days that you will uh, you will always remember. And uh, I think it's uh, great news. It is brilliant news. We're going to recap for you some of the events that no doubt you're reading about and, and talking about. I'm sure um, the land's been bought uh, for around about 22 million. You understand? Everton have bought that land from Peel. Who, 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 we're currently looking from the pub straight over at the Brandenburg Dock. At the moment, you know, we can uh, see a large brick wall, not much more <laughs> beyond that, but we're going to take ourselves over afterwards after we've had a celebratory drink and just look at the scale of what's, what's yet to be, but what is there at the moment. Um, now, we understand around a 50 to 55,000 seats of stadium. Brilliant news again. Ambition straight out there. It's going to be bigger than Brisbane Park, or you would hope so, but certainly going to be a stadium fit to fill a whole future generation of excited Evertonians, hopefully us four as well. Um, now, the reason that this news has come live at five o'clock is because, obviously, we've got Liverpool City Council heavily involved. We've got Joe Anderson, I think, to thank, and we'll discuss that later, for his commitment to build Everton a new home in Liverpool. Um, the, the report, the cabinet report that's gone live at five o'clock contains a lot of the detail. I'm sure you've all read that and looked at the website and, and you, that you're coming to terms getting your heads around what the future will hold. In the short term, that cabinet report's got to go before a regeneration scrutiny committee because Tony, they're the committee in the council who look at what it means for the wider area. And as we sit here in what could be the future Winslow, yeah. Bramley Moor, one of the oldest pubs in the area as we know anyway, yeah. um, it is going to have, first and foremost, before we speak about what it'll do for Everton, it's going to transform this area, isn't it? Oh, definitely. From it, Personally, for me, from being down, from being brought up down here for 20-odd years, it means a lot for Everton Football Club to move down to the docks. This is a very, very special place in my heart. You know, I played for the Bramley Moor football team. I've been drinking down here for 15 years. And for my football club, to 
literally spiritualised their home in front of it. It just it's special for me. I can't wipe the smile from my face at the moment. Apart from winning that that FA Cup in 1995 this is the best day of supporting Everton in my life it's been it's amazing news this it smacks of ambition it sends a massive message out to European football that Everton FC are back Phil stirring words there from Tony really I was just going to finish off that kind of potted where we go from here of course you know towards the end of the month the council will sit and, and they'll hopefully touch what approve the report I'm sure they will because the benefits are vast for this city not just Everton Football Club for this city and then from there onwards start of April I think we expect a bit more of a concerted um, press conference if you like or certainly a bit more of a dialogue from Everton from Peel and from the council when they're in a position to move forward but let's just reflect on where we're at brilliant news Phil again and um, the ramifications are going to be something that you know it's real now it's not more it's not more is it rumoured to be people are saying oh is it Bramley more they've known for a while it's likely but that news is broken and the fans are thrilled aren't they as Tony said they really sense some some ambition some progress on the horizon Gav called it landmark I would say it's momentous truly momentous day in Everton's history uh, and not just their modern history their, their entire history um, and we spoke yesterday about the gains in the just under the 13 months of Fahad Mashiri but I take it back a little bit further and that wreckage of that AGM and the, the spat between Joe and Robert Elston and you know and Morton Hall Park dissolving in front of our eyes and to think that you know 15 months on that's it it's official it's in black and white I'm going to build a stadium on the docks and that's that's some going that's some rate of change rate of progress uh, you know and you know time flies when you're getting things done yeah something else in black and white is always the Guinness that comes out of those taps on the, <laughs> in the bar behind us Um it's not just Guinness for the product placement people out there there's Foster's there's Carling you got your Strongbow toe we're sat here in the pub at the moment the main kind of lounge of the pub as you come in is built like the stern of a ship I suppose yeah. you've got two masts three masts uh, separating it and, and you know it is a very nautical theme as you'd imagine at the moment I think largely the patrons are me, Scotty, the rest of the Bramley Moore Football Club with Pat, For- <laughs> Pat Forrest, the manager. And then beyond that, you've got, you know, dockers who work around the area. You've got some locals, but, you know, it's not a, it's not an area with lots of houses or a suburban area. You know, it's a, it's a tough kind of gritty kind of you know, working men's pub. You'll get people in the docks further down in the brutal dock. And, you know, I doubt, I doubt the tourists at the moment make their way along here too frequently, but... That's all set to change. Tell us, tell a little bit about the pub and its background as well. The, the pub itself, well, there's not. It's very unique considering that there's not many pubs that are on the Dock Road that are still here. You're looking at Regent Road, you go straight through. Sherlock's used to be there. The Atlantic that used to be there. So you can go f- straight through to even towards Seaforth. There's not many pubs that are still left here, even since the Dock Age that are still going. And I've got this type of atmosphere inside the pub. It, it's it's special, and you'd, you'd have to come in here and have a drink, and you you capture the atmosphere. But for the likes of myself, I've been drinking down here for 15 years. I know what it's like. Angie, the manageress of the place, is just an unbelievable woman. She deserves to, this little bit of luck on her side for this type of pub to generate. And she she loves making people happy, happy, and then she's going to generate this through the whole of Evertonians. They're going to embrace it. She's going to embrace them. She's a lovely woman. But the pub itself, we've got a they've got their own football team that have been going. They celebrate the 30th birthday this year themselves. So if Everton are looking for the Merseyside side, we won't be with Liverpool anymore. We'll be with the Bramley Moore <laughs> FC. So I think on that side of it. That, that's all tongue in cheek obviously but this is a lovely warm pub it's got scope 
for potential as well upstairs there's, she's talking of obviously bringing the Caton side to it but for Angie herself it's, it's great news for her she's got to embrace the Evertonians and long may it continue for her so Phil we've we've spoken to Peel haven't we and you know we're aware that they have hopes Alistair our business correspondent Alistair Horton was at camp um, just a couple of weeks ago and he, and he revealed that they intend to not just you know obviously they've sold the land to Everton now but they intend to develop the area around it mm. there's going to be all sorts of ambitious plans for floating restaurants in the other docks um, retail uh, apartments inevitably there's always apartments yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't there uh, all that this whole area is going to be absolutely transformed and it's going to be a real extension of that city centre isn't it from where you know now you've got from Jericho Lane going right up to the King's Dock and across this, this footprint if you like the city centre is just going to get wider and wider well, I think I think what the mayor has been keen to stress right from the word go when the, the um, they sort of had cleared the air talks and, and got back around the table was that this wouldn't just be for the benefit of Evan Football Club but it would be a city regeneration scheme and that's why talk about new railway stations we've all seen the proposed idea for a new train line another Sergeant Pepper train line as well it sort of emerged in the last few days you know it's a, it's a city regeneration project, isn't it? it? But obviously, the focal point and, and the epicenter will be the new Goodison, if I can call it. You know, obviously, we expect there'll be naming rights, and we'll have to call it something other than Goodison. But um, yeah, the, you know, Joe is stressed from the word go. This isn't this isn't just a case of the council just going to Everton. We'll give you whatever you want. This is for the city. Gap. There's probably, as we speak, a lot of Liverpool supporters who, no, I dare say, uh, a, a little bit feeling a bit dismayed, and you know maybe feeling the rate of change and pace of change might be leaving even Liverpool behind at the moment. But you know, on a serious note, some might be complaining that uh, what's Liverpool Council doing, putting all this effort, all this resource into fun, you know, into, into finding Everton a new home and, and securing it, and yeah, you know. Can you see where they're coming from? Or, or before you even answer, sorry, answer that question, really, it is about the wider area, isn't it? It's about the city. Yeah. Everyone's going to benefit yeah, from it's this. A, good, it's a couple of things I'd like to say. One, I'm slightly worried Scott, he's been drinking down here 15 years. He's, he's only 25. He <laughs> 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 started yeah, early. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I get that and I can understand, uh, you, know, you know, Anfield was recently redeveloped, wasn't it? You know, with... Um, you know, about assistance. I think there's, there's, and there's two two other things. First of all, what Phil's saying is, right, it's a regeneration of the area that everybody benefits from that. Don't don't get as as council taxpayers. There's another thing though, it and historically this is this is this is true. And say somebody like John Moore's in the early sixties uh, got onto this very early on, and he he was obviously a brilliant businessman. Is is city. Football and cities need both clubs to be successful because they both drive each other on. Mm. You know, um, Liverpool need Everton to be successful and, and vice versa. It just it just generates something that attracts people to the, the city full stop. I mean, Mishiri uh, spoke last year, didn't he, about the North West Football Hub and the need to attract to, to attract players to to uh, areas that are outside London is is, is particularly difficult. And I think um, a big Everton um, and, a, and, a, and a growing Everton 
it's good for the city but it's also that by default it's also in a strange way good good for Liverpool because it it, it, it tracks fo- football and interest to the city and, and that, that, that's that's a good thing and it also works the same same for us as well I mean it sounds like a da- it's a daft thing but you know when it, in 84 Liverpool won, won the treble they averaged 31,000 the following year Everton won obviously won the title and all that Liverpool finished second. Didn't win the trophy all year. Their, their attendances went up by four thousand spectators because Everton's success dragged the interest up. Mm. But Liverpool got people talking football and stuff like that. And that Moore's got onto that. That's why Liverpool's were involved in both both yeah. clubs in the early sixties. Yeah. He knew for it was it was it was for the benefit of one club for the other club also to be successful. I know I know that sounds like counterintuitive, but it's it is no, true. It is true, yeah. and I think that's why. That's why the cities on the footballing side will, in a general terms, be um, it'll be enhanced if Everton are successful and bigger. Not just for tourism wise. I'm thinking as a local lad from here. It's a, the employment levels now. How many jobs will this yep. project generate? It's going to be enormous, isn't it? We've just been speaking about retails, restaurants, the football stadium alone. It's going to generate a lot of jobs, isn't it? It's about construction, so we don't know who that would be tended out to. Who would get the who would get the gig, so to speak? But you know, hopefully, you know, it's employment for local local people in the industry. There's a lot of derelict buildings along Regent Road. It's just old warehouses gone literally just derelict and they've got garages and lots of wasteland which you'd probably suspect may be car parks but for the next two or three years now you're going to have construction work going on with the likes of the Brandymore pub going to generate lots of income from it there's a couple of cafes down the road so you just expect a lot more money to be involved in the area not just the other way around I think I think Joe Anderson obviously makes no bones about his footballing allegiance but first and foremost he's a very canny politician and this I would describe for Liverpool City put aside the the rivalry and, and the tribal nature of supporting Everton and Liverpool this is a no-brainer for Liverpool it really is and Gav you mentioned as well you know that good point about how this dynamic of, of rivalry spares on each side yeah, and certainly you know it will represent for Everton stepping up I, I would want stepping ahead of Liverpool when, when the stadium's built I hope what it also does for me is if you think of that like you said that northwest hub and Mashiri Farah Mashiri who of course we'll pay tribute to as well today for his role in purchasing the land um, he mentioned that that four club kind of group we've all got world class managers now and certainly City Liverpool and United have got world class stadiums Everton has been a world class stadium in Goodison Park maybe isn't so much now I would actually suggest that when this stadium is built opposite from where we're sitting now it is going to be more unique than any of those other three and I, you know not a bit of disrespect to Anfield which is a fine area and their new main stand dominates suburban north west Liverpool yeah, if you absolutely. like this is going to dominate the waterfront one of the world's most iconic cities and I, if I was a Liverpool fan I'd be feeling a little bit worried about it right of now of course you will but let's put it the other way round if Liverpool had the option and the opportunity to move their stadium on the waterfront of the Mersey of course they do like that if you're a fo- if you've got a football team in the city and you, you go to any team you go visit sorry any city in European in European you go there and you go you see what's in the city centres on you a couple of restaurants and then you, you always look do you want to go and tour the nearest ground don't you straight away you come into the Everton's new stadium you're not going to L4 automatically it captures that city centre feel to it, it attracts tourists and straight away I know when you go to like Florence or uh, even Milan Barcelona, or Barcelona, 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 straight away you go to that nearest team 
in the city centre. You're not going to travel five and six miles. You might buy a shirt. Of course, you will. This is what's going to museum, by the way. And let's let's hope that there is. Get ahead of ourselves. We haven't seen any plans as of yet. Let's hope that David Francis Everton collection is part of a museum in this new stadium. You speak about the design. It's important because if I said, if I showed you to aerial shots without any colours in there of the Liberty of the Stadium of Light of the Riverside you couldn't, tell them, you couldn't tell them apart no. yeah. they are with the greatest respect yeah. Lego stadiums aren't yeah, they definitely. that's why this stadium here behind us when it gets built I am fully confident will be but has to be completely identical as Everton's ground it can be mistaken for nobody else's what will make it unique then well let's let's go on to that actually and, and Gav I'll come to you Archibald Leach made sure Goodison Park was unique in its own way yeah. um, and it still is in many ways now Dad Mice is the architect who's going to be spearheading the, the stadium on the Bramley Moor we don't know what it'll be called in the future but the Bramley Moor Stadium he, he's got a fine he's got a fine sort of portfolio if you like internationally renowned architect he's building the, doing Roma's new stadium from his designs which is going to be kind of based on the Coliseum It'd be interested in what they do with the nautical theme, but he's been very, very quick to, to listen to Evertonians, and he even has a bit of interaction on Twitter. And he he concedes that what we need to do is keep that soul and that, that intimidation factor of Goodison, keep it four big stands close to the pitch. I don't think, don't think there's any fear of a running running track here. The Commonwealth Games hasn't been mentioned in any capacity really today because this is about Everton. So, yeah. Gav, what what do you hope to take from Goodison? Um, uh, well, great players to be honest it's from <laughs> one stadium to the other and that, that's what I was saying yesterday it, it, it's, having the stadium is one thing it's having, having, having the players to play there I think what I want well it's a stadium that's synonymous with Everton isn't it you know that's the thing you mentioned Goodison Park and you mentioned Everton the two things going hand in hand and I think whatever stadium we build going back picking on Phil's points you don't want it to be like just oh, it's just like, oh, that's just like that ground you know and the other city you, you want it what you want to take with it is a ground that where, where it dovetails with the club where the team is being what, what is that what, what, I, 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 I think with Goodison it's the history so at the moment so I think what you need to do is you need to I think you need to take some of that history of the club I know I know Michelle quite rightly said about museum you know not being to be a museum but it should look to the future but at the same time acknowledge, acknowledge a little bit of, of the past of the senior club in the city you know mm. I mean, it's quite funny when you're saying about Bramley Moore playing a derby. Well, it's a strange way. When it, the Rizzle made it's our derby, but well, the Pool derby was built it's against okay. Everton, wasn't it's it? A, yeah, you know, it's it was. a strange way. Yeah. It's, it's sort of not going back to its roots, but it, it's, it's moving towards there. Um, so I think, I think going back, acknowledging the past, but being part of you know the club and the and the and, and, and the and the, uh, the ground being seen as as one one thing. I think that's the important thing. I think in terms of the actual design, and hopefully we get to speak to Dan and he'll, and he'll see the designs in due course and stuff. But it's been referenced in terms of when you talk, we think about the sort of intimidating football grounds and, and fortresses. If you like, it's the kind of it's it's the it's the gradient of the st- of the stand, isn't it? It's not a relaxed swing because yeah. the Emirates is a little bit kind of very almost built for, for comfort rather than to create atmosphere. 
Now, what I would love to see is Goodison to be those those stands to be really so on, top on, each other. on top of the yeah. because that has got to be a huge part of what of whatever need going forward because that's what makes Goodison special on on the great nights under the lights and the great games. It's the fact that they feel like the crowd are just on top of yeah. the opposition and are swarming them, and that is and I think you know I think I think Dan may have referenced something like that on Twitter and I know I've spoken to a few people who've said that that's what Farhad has spoken about almost more than than how many hospitality boxes almost that's that's his driving sort of focus if you like so that's what I'm excited to see how it's going to look you know physically I think there's a lot of potential uh, outside the Bromley Mordoch as well as Nigeria it just looks like a big stone wall but the main entrance here as, as we're looking at across it it's one big beam isn't it and that's got potential to be like a St Rupert's Tower hasn't it on the crest of Evans yes, as, you're, as you're looking mm. through it but it's it's going to be fascinating especially over these next four coming weeks what the designs are going to be like I'm excited but obviously a bit sceptical because you don't want to go along the lines of what we've just mentioned there before you don't want it to be an Emirates to you like this bowl you want it to be intimidating on top of each other so make it a fortress what we know Goodison can be I don't know how you try and make that I feel for Zami he's, he's got a, it, whatever he says he can't win he can't please every Everton can he the way he designs this stadium but he's got to try and capture Goodison I don't know what it is but he's got to try and well, do it you need the same people to go don't you that go to Goodison at the moment that's the start yeah. isn't it and that, that's where it's tied in with the, what, how are you going to place tickets and things like that and you know one of the problems of like some of the clubs who've moved to the bigger stadium is they've attracted a different type of customer who may not necessarily have into the previous ground and generated a hostile atmosphere as we talked about so you need to keep that same body of supporters that like that may go to the forces that referees say oh, it was the worst place to referee and stuff like this and so that's where like you know this is further down the line I was getting the place in place of the stadium isn't it like yeah. that and actually you know so you you acknowledge that you need to retain that like that sort of passionate fan base that you've got at the moment mm. and not attract as you know the the, the, the prawn sandwich brigades. I know that's slightly well, you different. Need that gav, though, you need Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's and why that, we've got this new stadium to well, attract. Well, that's the a thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's another, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's why you want to stay that Goodison if we don't attract prawn sandwich. Well, no, no, no. Thanks to the Yeah, no, <laughs> oh, I, I guess that, you don't do Chang here. I, I appreciate that, that, but there's a balance to be struck, isn't it? And yeah. Like, there are those who say in the modern game it's gone too much towards the corporate side mm. at the, at, and the and, and as, a, as, a, as a consequence you've lost some of that hostile atmosphere and you know that passionate support is is that sort of, you know going back to take from Goodison I, I want to retain that sort of balance yeah, I can understand you know, that, but of hostility and prawn sandwiches, <laughs> <laughs> angry prawn sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so obviously, you know, if you think about where we've come from, Everton was very much a part of of that community in Elford, and I think maybe in a sense you're stepping out of your comfort zone because we're not moving to Kirby, we're not going to Stonebridge Cross. We are moving out of Walton and moving to an area which is not very far at all, let's face it. But still, there will be some who will be nervous about the prospect of moving and what's going to happen to Goodison Park, what legacy will we leave behind. Um, but I think more than anything else today, Evertonians are excited, aren't they? And we sat here yesterday and we looked over that road and it was a bit of a gloomy day. And, you know, we looked at that big brick wall, but then afterwards we went after the podcast and looked beyond it. And it doesn't take much imagination to just picture you know the sun's out that stadium 
you're going to be flat. Say you're flying from John Lennon to, to John Lennon Airport, and you're going. You look down at the estuary, and you see that big shining blue stadium. Say you're a, a, um, a ferry. You're on a ferry, or you're on a cruise ship, and you're coming along the River Mersey into city. You see that big shining blue stadium with the Everton badge on the side. It really stamps this football for, for so long. When you go on holiday, let's face it, and, and someone says to you, "Where are you from?" You say Liverpool, and they say, "Oh, Liverpool football club, the Beatles." Let's hope that maybe in 10, 20, 30 years time, they'll go, "Oh, Everton football club, oh, the Bramley Moor, whatever it's called." It really is going to change Everton's situation, standing globally. Well, even just being here from yesterday, from today, I've been down here for obviously this long and. The very first time I've just seen a Liverpool sightseeing bus go past. So what does that smack to you? That obviously this is going to bring massive tourism to this area. For me, I just, I'm so excited for this new stadium on the docks of the Royal Blue Mersey. I am, it, it couldn't, you couldn't have dreamt it better. If you were to, if I was to interview 100,000 100, Everton fans across the world, where would they love their brand new stadium? I'd guess 99% of them would say slap bang, Liverpool City Centre on the docks, on the waterfront shining like a beacon to the rest of the world you can't ask for more than that and I think that's what they've got and this is what they deserve they've been patient for 20 odd years with no trophies, watching their neighbours win everything in sight, this is their, this is their rewards for patient support and they deserve it not bad. Partially rewards. Maybe yesterday, what rewards. were you saying? Yeah. Partially rewards. It's the success on the pitch that goes with that. That's what you. But that's what. Ultimately, that's what the stadium is there for. It's there to bring success and help bring yeah. success on the pitch. To bring. But if you haven't got that club, first, club, that this is what. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't a new stadium doesn't automatically no, equal no, trophies. I, people, no, of course I see things of stuff of people that think it does. No, it doesn't. In fact, it could be argued that in the as I said, it's hampered. Uh, hampered in the past. I think the important thing for me as well, and, and touching back about Liverpool and the effect on Everton and Liverpool's football club, is as Anfield was getting redeveloped, just being by, by Anfield, when you see those shots, it just looks like sort of what, you know when you had that new stand built last the year, yeah, stars, and, and one of the things I think is good is by having the two grounds now, that used to be attractive when they were close together, by having the ground like some distance, healthy away, distance. It is, is, <laughs> is, it creates the independence, but also proves the point what I was saying before about the success of one club driving the other one to be just as successful. How much of this is being driven? I'd like to know. Since Liverpool built the new stand. You know, I remember you asked, I didn't want to leave Goodison and then I said I did and you asked me why I said as soon as the new stand built at Anfield and you know that shows you that when one club develops something the other club also actually tries to do something to compete and and that's when I said before about benefiting Liverpool mm. if Everton move forward in a bigger manner than what, what yeah. they have done in the past because there's nothing there's nothing worse when you're making we're making that weekly drive me and the lads towards the pits from town to yeah. go and play footy you're just driving up and then just that new standard yeah. just looms on yeah. the rack it's just huge but now there'll be, everybody will be looking the other way down to the docks absolutely I mean Bill Shanky says in the 60s that he didn't mind having been successful because it just made them try harder <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know and, and I think that's that, that's the case now I'll say as well again you can't emphasise it enough Farhad Mashiri. Now, there's, I'm not going to make get too political or, or digs at Liverpool. Not really interested in that. But you know, their owners. I don't really have an opinion on them because I'm not a Liverpool supporter. I don't report on Liverpool Football Club, and I'm sure their owners have done a lot of positives building up Main Stand, one of them. Yeah. But like they did in Boston with Fenway Park, 
they decided to preserve the stadium and rebuild around the stadium they've got and it, it's out I'm sure in Boston with, with the Red Sox had brilliant commercial effects and Liverpool I'm sure will see a commercial uplift but they're a business I think and, and they do think primarily Liverpool as, as one of their key franchises Fahad Mishiri isn't a, he's a very very successful businessman but he's not here to make money he's not here to build a successful franchise and maybe sell it on he's made his money he yeah. could probably, you know, he could probably buy FSG. I don't know the, the ins and outs of that. Mm. So, you know, seriously, there, there might well be a, a few quid difference. But the point being, this for him is a passion project of, of he wants to be the owner of a successful, ambitious football club. And we're fortunate to have him. I really do believe on this day of all days, we should recognise that. Oh, so fortunate. We, we just have to look at the last 12 months on and off the pitch. The way Goodison's looking at the moment obviously with the new the new stadium announced today I just think the last 12 months I've, I've never I've never seen Everton so ambitious even I could rephrase that back to the last 25 years these last 12 months have been a breath of fresh air and long may it continue Phil just wanted to take it away from the excitement to a, a nerdy stat point but it, some people will be interested I was we were talking weren't we what, do, what, what is Bramley Moore who is he Oh well, yeah. We did a quick bit of research, didn't we? And it was, I think, it was first opened in 1848. I think we were saying, and it was, it was, it was John Bramley Moore was the head of the committee of the docks. It was named after him. And uh, no, it was interesting. And you know, we'll we'll delve deeper into its history as we, as we go further into this because it was uh, no, it was exciting. It was interesting. But uh, just wanted to paint a picture for the listeners. Um, the lads are so excited about today. They've all been dressed in high hats and high vis. <laughs> uh, ready, ready to start. <laughs> we spoke about this from an Everton perspective, though from an opposition perspective. What would it mean if you were to, if you were coming to watch your team against Everton? Would this attract you to to the new grounds? Rather than go to Goodison Park, because don't forget, Goodison Park's one of the old cathedrals of yeah. English football. Now, yeah. a part of that has now gone. Good question. What would the general football fan think of this move? Good, good question. Only ask good questions. Um, <laughs> I've gone. I'm, I've no, gone. No, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for well, someone. Well, what do you think the general football yeah, fan yeah, think? Yeah. I think the general football fan from and any other club will go, oh, isn't it sad? How patronising. Isn't it sad that you're leaving Goodison, the old ground? Nah, patronising. We're building a new ground and we're moving forward. Yeah, yeah, I think that's our answer. That, I would, what I was going to say there, there's two ways to do it. One, A, be better facilities. Too, but it, it's only when you go and listen to other supporters and they, like, so, they don't like coming to Goodison because they know it's just going to be like a really you know going back to this hostile well, atmosphere well, and, course, and yeah. one, of the thi- one, one of the things is is that actually you know if you, you know, I don't like getting to Goodison we never get anything there the crowd's on your back you know the crowd's like sort of two yards away from you by the touchline and all this you know and all the type of thing that we love about the ground and there is an aspect to say hopefully it won't happen because we'll have really good players then like mm. you know uh, like we're building towards is is, with, is one of the mindsets actually well actually it won't be as horrible as Goodison in terms of like you know the, the everybody's on top of you and in your face so actually I don't mind going there but you would say but this goes back to what we were saying it's about the crowd generating mm. the same same atmosphere isn't it getting the balance right I do wonder that it's been so long and the wait has been so long that first season finally get in there it's just got Buzzing, yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. think they're just gonna. I think, I think Evertonians, but that's what West Ham fans thought. Though. <laughs> I just think Evertonians are smart enough and savvy enough 
to know that they've got a part to play in making it work in that first season and then naturally the ball gets rolling I spoke to an Arsenal supporter and a Manchester City supporter recently I wanted their thoughts on Goodison Park and every time they they go to one or two games throughout the away games throughout the season first game they tip off is Goodison Park asked them why he said because it's so English about it there's not many grounds I go to Leicester and all these you've got Leicester, all the Premier League teams they've all got the same ground the same goldfish bowl so to speak now they tip Goodison Park off as a great old English traditional yeah. ground that they know they're getting a proper game of football win, lose or draw you can't mark that off anymore and that's what I was trying to emphasise then is that that kind of identity about English football is now slowly evaporating now isn't it well no you've got to move with the times it's about creating another identity yeah I know what you're saying but you have got to move with the times and I still think you can still have a healthy identity if you do it right you know as you're saying to avoid the sort of corporate um, as you say anonymous look and get something that's unique and you know no, you've been to you've been to the Allianz. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. you know that you know, that type of thing. It looks in the future, but it still looks fantastic. You know, it's, it's, and I think that's an, it's a good opportunity for us. Um, Wouldn't you miss an obstacle view, Gavin? Good mind you, I've been an obstacle view to most people on the ground for many years. Being six foot four, like you know, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great opportunity. But can't can't stress enough. It's only one part of a bigger jigsaw puzzle that Everton have got to sort of fill in over the next four or five years. And they've started filling in it, but this is just one piece. Look, it's getting on for six o'clock here in the Bramley Moor. The ale's starting to flow, and I'm sure Everton supporters everywhere who are listening are going to be raising a glass themselves tonight. We certainly are. Momentous, as Phil said, day for Everton. Momentous day for the future of this football club. Very exciting times. We'll be podcasting again next week. No doubt we'll be talking about the derby, the build-up to another momentous game. <laughs> Forgot about that. For, unfortunately, <laughs> it happens twice a season. Maybe uh, with an extra spring in our step. Thanks again for listening on a special day.